welcome to Soberish. This is Jess. I put my phone into airplane mode and then proceeded to get on Instagram and try to take a picture <laughs> of me and Karen Rontowski. Yay! <laughs> my main bitch. <laughs> Yes, you are a compilation of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. <laughs> I I have such an eclectic group of friends. It's like Karen Rontowski, Tim Dillon. I mean, if you like lined my friends list up. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with Karen's work. I don't think that there are. We've got quite the cross section of fans. Uh, I have a few things to get out of my head real quick. I did eight readings today. Too many. Karen is the person that does all of my readings. Um, If you've ever done a reading with me, I've referenced Karen at the beginning. I explain the difference between Karen's readings and my readings to everybody because it's kind of like, if you don't get what you need from me, uh, Karen (laughs) knows what you're looking for. But um, so I'm kind of new to the readings thing. You makes so much sense to me. Like once I started doing readings, there were just certain things that you would say, you you have these hard boundaries of when you're available to talk where it's like, no, Um, Sunday, (laughs) no, I'm not available to talk on Sunday. And I like after three days of readings, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I just, shh, everybody, shh. But I couldn't, I was like having a hard time being enough in my body to drive here Mm -hmm. after doing eight readings. Also, have you ever overbooked for... So me at the first reading is like cold. It feels like cold and I'm a little bit insecure. By the eighth one, I have my feet up on the desk and I'm throwing cards (laughs) in the... I don't even need the cards. People ask questions and I'm like, I don't need the cards. No, don't do that. I'm throwing cards in the air and I'm like, that person's an Aries. Okay, this person's (laughs) a piece of shit. Get them out of the way. Your neighbor's not a good person. I know you didn't ask me about your neighbor, but they're here for some reason. You've got something under your couch right now. It's a bill you missed um yes exactly and and you know what but don't you sleep unbelievably after that many readings yes like yeah i was in bed at 10 last oh, night that's crazy for it me. is but yeah but you're so ungrounded it's it's insane yeah i have to eat i don't gain any weight when i eat during the readings like but i have ah. to eat so much from to try to stay in my body like just somewhat in my body and then the first few weeks because I went from not doing readings to way too many readings mm-hmm. and didn't really know, like, oh, I need to put a cap <laughs> on these. And I would just, like, run out and need to, like, be in the sun for a minute to, like, try to recenter. It's really interesting. Yeah. It's fun. It's a it's a weird exhaustion that's kind of addicting. It's an altered state. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and it is different. And it's uh, I do – when you do too many readings and then you go do a show – Oh man! You can sometimes have the best show ever because you're not even on the same dimension as those people. Do you think it's because you're tapping in to the collective, or you're just because I do feel like during the the episode last week, I I I felt like I was channeling, and after a few minutes, it it had all these weird breaks in it before we edited it. Because I would just get on this flow and it's just like Mm -hmm. coming out of me, you know what I mean? Very similar to in readings. And then all of a sudden I would think about it and then I would get, I would like fall off the track and then just sit here in weird silence for a few minutes. And then I would get into the flow again. And then somebody did start texting me um, and I got kind of out of it. But it is a very interesting. So I could see like if I could do that in comedy. (laughs) Yeah. That would be fantastic. Sometimes I, uh, I'll be, I'll just go, like, it'll click on, 
and uh, I'll just be talking, 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 and literally in my head, I'm going, "Who, who's saying this? Who yes. is this?" And and that sort of breaks the flow. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes I just close my eyes and just let it go, and it just sometimes that's the best, and it's the weirdest. It is a strange. Do you ever get people that don't let you in? Uh, you know what? I think that's why I like the cards because if they don't, usually if they haven't paid, if they've paid, they're going to let you in. Interesting. But, uh, if I have the cards, just the other day I read for a girl and it was snap, 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 was very easy. And she said, I said, you're really easy to read because you're, she was very cut and dry. It was, you know, it was no, she was cut and dry. So my answers were cut and dry. And she's like, well, a lot of psychics say the opposite. And I was like, no, I don't know. But so that's why I like the cards, even though sometimes I'm off the cards. Right. I think I'm almost always off the cards. Mm-hmm. And because I think. A lot of people getting uh, readings from me are fans, and the fans are all part of this, like, one quilt, this one wave. They're mostly dealing with the same energies. This is what I found so far. They're all dealing with it in different things. Some it's relationships, some it's career, whatever, but it's the same programming, the same few things, kind of the same wave. And so... One card will mean one thing for like a week. And then the next week, I'm like, what did that card mean last week? (laughs) And I can't, for a ton of them, I can't, no matter how many times I go look at the definition, the aliens are like, it doesn't matter what the book says. Right. And also I've turned into one of these people that has 300 decks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Here's something that's really interesting. I've got... Two, this is just going to be a bit tarot. It's <laughs> the first chance I got to like hold her hostage and make her talk to me about tarot. <laughs> I got two different rider decks, like uh, Universal and the, the regular one. Which are very close. Very, very yeah. close. And I've been using one to clarify the other. I've also been using one on relationship stuff. I lo- so my my shit is twin flame reading. Like my shit is. I have uh, another client for you, as a matter of fact, because oh, that really it. is a great. Yeah, you got a niche. It's definitely the energy that I am super interested in, and it's a it's a collective that I'm very plugged into, and I just like don't feel comfortable marketing it that way. But if you're in a twin flame thing, hit me the fuck up. <laughs> but it's a great to do. It's great to do. Uh, readings, I'll pull the cards on the twins and then watch the mirrors. Wow. But then also I've been using those and then the spellcasters deck so that I've got three different to see the energies that keep popping up and I can't believe how many of the same energies pop up multiple times in the readings. I did one twin reading today, ended up being a twin reading, um, that every card, probably like a third of the cards on one side if they were reverse on the on his side, they were upright on her side. Like she got them also, ah. but then they were like reverse. So it was just them triggering each other, them triggering each other's trauma. It's beautiful. See, you should, if anything, think about making your own deck. I'm making, I'm kind of in that process right now, something totally different. I'm strictly a writer, a writer girl. And like, I love, I read books on Pamela Coleman Smith, like, I it's just that's what about but I really think you're just a uh you know there's all different types you're just psychic and the cards are you could be throwing marbles yeah and you would get the same thing and it really is fascinating how many times this lady I read for the other day 
her two kids had three cards in the same place. I had never seen that before for each kid, for two different, totally different shuffled layouts. Like, your kids are going through exactly the same thing, which it turned out to be a family thing. But oh, wow. I had never seen that. But I really think you are, uh, like I said, just psychic in a different modality, and the cards will be gone soon enough. And also, I I wouldn't worry about, uh, you know, it just kind of being on the same wave. I As soon as you step out of that, it's going to be just as easy. Yeah, I just think the wave thing is why I... Uh, it might have jump-started like, you. Every single person's on the same trip, and then a week later I was like, oh, okay. So I'm just, I'm kind of attracting a certain wave of people and it's just funny that the when I look at the cards they mean something different this week than they did last week but you just gave me this idea I'm gonna hit Ramin up and ask him if he wants to make an ascension deck yes. with me holy shit thank you yeah. all the best ideas come from Karen Rontowski ah! <laughs> All the best ideas that make me any money come from Karen Rontowski <laughs> I got here we're gonna hit you with another one make it an app Oh, my God. Yeah. And I just looked into how you can make an app yourself, and it's really not. Well, you're smarter than me. You'll hire someone else. I'll struggle with it for a year, <laughs> and I'll lose a million dollars when I could have done it for a hundred. Right. Oh, I can't wait to send everyone to your tarot Oh, uh, thank class. you. All right. Here's a few things I want to talk about. I want to talk about ghosts in 5D. Hmm. This is an interesting – so you and I were talking about um, – we'll talk a little bit about your experiences with ghosts because you're paranormal, Karen. So you're not just tarot. You are let's, – let's give them your resume real quick. So I do uh, – on top of comedy, I do ghost hunting and, uh, you know, I'm a Reiki master. And I just got a certification. <laughs> I say this like it's a big deal. I took an online class in parapsychology, which turned everything I was thinking upside down. It was so good. It's literally the science of it where, yeah. like you say, vibration. No, no, we don't do that here. If there isn't evidence and it doesn't show up and we didn't test it in a lab and it's more freaky what they learned in a lab than like the craziest person talking about ghosts floating around. Oh yeah, I want you to talk about that. Too. Oh, so and so the sort of I'm coming at it from all different angles, yeah. and it's just my other obsession. Do you do Reiki? Uh, yeah, I don't do it anymore just because. How bad is this excuse? I couldn't stand the table in my house. A massage table is a pain in the ass. It's not good flow. No, for sure. You got to fold it up, or it's like in the way. I. Got attuned to Reiki by childhood friend Kristen <gasps> in 2013, and she was like, you have to read this stuff first, and then I send it to you in waves. And then I was looking through it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is the balls of light thing. I got this. The alien, yeah. This is one of the first things the aliens ever taught me. I had no idea it was called Reiki. It was years before I found out about chakras. I was just like, I can make your dick hard with this ball of light in my hand. <laughs> like, that was the first magic trick I learned is I was like, I don't even have to touch your dick. I can make it hard. Look at this. I can do this from across the room. And then I learned how to, like fix people's health problems uh. with it and stuff and had no idea that there was a name for it. I, If you uh, know me or ever watch me in certain situations, you'll see me playing with the balls in my hands. But so especially to speak. If I'm, if I'm, yeah. <laughs> if you know me, I've, I've fiddled your balls for sure. But if you see me before like a comedy show or something, I'm usually spinning one of them in, in my hands, <laughs> spinning one of somebody's balls. Which, by the way, I think you'd be a very good medical intuitive also. That was my jam when I was on drugs. 
And that was kind of the um, how I supported myself financially was I and by financially, I mean, got drugs was <laughs> I could heal most things. I either learned tricks like wet tobacco to get rid of abscesses or I, ha- I had figured out a bunch of stuff. But it was like I intuitively knew like this substance does this. And uh, just today I was like, so when's this? our body stop aging thing happening after looking at myself in an Instagram story. And the aliens were like, why don't you find the thing? Like, obviously you're going to figure out what the thing is. What are you waiting for it to show up for? You know, I have some interesting things on that, but isn't that what you're doing? Alchemy? Yeah. So there was a clue, which was that the consciousness earth and Gaia uh, consciousness Gaia, and it's just like, I don't like it when they use the same words as the fake awakes. Consciousness Gaia and our bodies are all going through the same process. So if you want to know how to fix one of them, look at what the other ones are doing. Well, consciousness and Gaia are absolutely doing this like critical mass of trauma thing to get to their boiling point, you know? And so there's something about like traumatizing the body to kind of kick in these other like dormant abilities. You know, ice baths and shit. And you know what's interesting? Because uh, my skin, although I don't look that young, I mean, I'm going to be 54 next month. But uh, if you look at it. Holy shit. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. You're in your 40s. No, no. I'm old lady. Oh, my God. lady. Um, And and thank you for faking that. No, I'm dead serious. (laughs) I thought we were like six years apart. But I thought I knew that like you told me that. Yeah, well. I tell everyone you're 48. Oh, that's good. All right. We'll go with that. Uh, Not that Um, a lot of people are asking, but I've definitely been like (laughs) describing you to people or something. Okay, go ahead. Um, So I, uh, two things that I instinctively, uh, somebody told me about spirulina, made my own spirulina tablets, started with turmeric and... Uh, went with, what's the third one? Cayenne pepper. And that combination has taken all the inflammation out of my skin. And another weird thing is uh, that you say that about the earth and the first thing I thought was plastic. With a little plastic, like get the plastic out of your diet. Get the water. Oh, shit. You know, I think there's something about plastic. Water is a big thing that I am glad that I learned young. Mm-hmm. Water and no alcohol. I think were huge. I did smoke cigarettes for six years. I loved cigarettes. But our bodies are like do going to do a completely new thing so that like the damage isn't going to matter. I want to thank you for teaching me how to pronounce turmeric. Oh, <laughs> and I said it wrong, right? Oh, did, no, I, think I, I said it wrong. I'm like, I say turmeric and I bet I'm wrong. Tu- no, turmeric is right because okay. everyone looks at me like, why did okay, you say right. it like that? And you know what? <laughs> I'm not fixing it. I'm always, <laughs> if I know a word from reading it, I have no idea. The, I, I've been corrected many times, and I'm not fixing it. Cayenne pepper's a million things. Spicy foods are huge. Oh, and garlic. I do a lot of garlic. Shit ton of garlic. I used to take ton of garlic pills, and then garlic pills stopped working, which I think they just stopped putting. I think they just started making them shitty. Do you yeah. want to tell me a little bit about the parapsychology stuff? So, okay. So the uh, the thing in parapsychology is, uh, and it's from the Rhine Education, if anybody wants to go do it online. And now I got very uh, explainy with my hands, even I like though it. I was asked not to. Um, so Rhine Institute is everything that's been done in a lab. The biggest thing for me that blew my mind was when the, one of the classes was on mind over matter. 
and uh, changing things with the mind, the tests that they had done with like Kung Fu experts, uh, the weird psychic tricks that people can do that they have no understanding of. In fact, the teacher talks about uh, one of his friends came in with a little brown hard thing, tiny brown hard thing, and puts it on the desk and asks him what it is. And it turns out it's a mummified banana. They found a guy that can only mummify bananas. Oh, God. That's all he can do. And <laughs> they have all these. Oh, like, the world's worst superpower. I know. And then also they talk a lot about spoon bending, which I think you and I should try and figure out. Absolutely. Uh, spoon bending is a good one. He talks about Kung Fu people using their chi, how sometimes when they go to break the brick, if you watch it in slow motion, he said he had video of uh, a guy that, uh, the, first of all, the guy's name is Lloyd Arbach, Arbach, and go watch all his tapes on YouTube. And he talks about how the guy would break the brick. You could see his hand never hit the brick before it broke. <gasps> Uh, that kind of stuff. And we did a lot on, uh, we did an extensive amount of study on poltergeist for some reason, which is um, poltergeist is not like what people think. They, you know, that's German for noisy ghost. And people think it's a ghost that comes in and starts throwing things around your apartment. Right. Is not. Is actually an energy coming off someone in the home that has a lot of psychic energy that's not using it. It's usually a girl that is perhaps a girl, usually a girl, sometimes it's a guy that that's teenage, that's uh, just coming into puberty. And it's literally like that energy is ricocheting off of them. I did a whole podcast on the Enfield haunting, which was a big one in uh, England. It was one of the biggest and one of the most famous because it was kind of before we had all this technology and stuff. I think it was in the, um, it was either in the 70s or 80s. And it was like journalists would go in and marbles would start being thrown at them. Holy shit. Like something went through, a red cushion went through the, uh, came out of the house and literally appeared above the house, like just dissipated and then came up above the house and the neighbors saw it. So this was something where there was so much information and they have tapes and tapes and tapes of this one girl, uh, I believe it was, I believe it was Janet, uh, you could see her sitting there and a voice is coming from behind her and it's an old man's voice. And they're like, how many people are in here? And there's like 12, there's 12 people here, all kinds of information. They finally ask her who she is. And the guy says, I used to live here. I used to sit over there. I died in that chair. Um, and he gives like four or five details. And like, I don't know, maybe the book came out 10 years later and the guy's son calls and goes, I can verify all of this information that oh that's goodness. exactly who it was. And I think she just had this thing, you know, she, and then she hit puberty and it got even worse. The mother uh, would wake up and she would be out of her bed in the air, levitating. Like it was just insane, but it wasn't like as soon as the media showed up, nothing happened. They took pictures, they have tapes and it was just, this fascinating case and much like poltergeists they close down all of a sudden and they're done no more Does just out of back? nowhere just out of nowhere i think what happened was she was having a poltergeist she was also channeling and the house was haunted and it was like this weird trifecta because people would hear voices like you and i are talking out of nowhere um things would burst into flames and then drop down not burnt 
it was like everything all in one. And it's called the Enfield Poltergeist. And there's all kinds of tapes on YouTube of the stuff. And it went on for, I think it was a year or so, but it was fascinating. Just so, kind of because it was this cross section of all this different energy. Yeah, that's once. what I thought. We just talked about it a little in there, but it was very, very, um, very technical. They bring in mediums. They're very big on mediums in parapsychology so they can test the results and know. And uh, in Mediums, fact, people, the mediums? Uh, mediums, the people, yes. I'm the, surprised that they consider that proof. I was surprised, but they're very much more into mediums and ESP than psychic stuff. Although I'm taking his uh, intuition class in October to see what that's about because he... Um, uh, they like he's his thinking with psychic stuff is the closer you are to the time, the more accurate it could be. But the further out you go, it's sort of like a weatherman. He can really tell you what the weather is tomorrow. He's got that information, but it's a little harder for him to go out four years from now. Right. And I thought that's kind of interesting, but I don't I still I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn, but I think there's a little bit to that just because you can change your direction in that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think anything, when you get a reading, a lot of times I, when I get like a reverse on their final outcome, I know you don't do reverses, but um, I take that usually as this is the outcome before this reading. You really have the option of changing this due that, to this reading. Like that's, you're really getting a, a, a peak and now you get to pick a different timeline. A couple things. Making the, the like differentiating between mediums and psychics is interesting to me. I think that most of these gifts, I've never looked into the difference between clairvoyance, clairaudience. I really should because I think it's it's the senses that we're all building right now and it's important to kind of get into that. But when I was on Dr. Drew the other day, and I don't know when it's coming out, but we got a little bit into alien school stuff. And then he said, I said that my first psychic ability was when I got molested. I, I got the ability to sense uh, chomos, which I guess is better than petrifying bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also would make sense because there's a, there's a boundary issue broken. Right. Yeah. So, and I used to say that that was a lot of people's first ability to sense those, because there is an energy about those people. And once they have come at you, you know that energy, right? And as long as you are not looping on re-traumatizing yourself, which I do, but I don't traumatize myself with that kind of energy. But anyway, then he said, he just dips in it because, you know, his wife's into this stuff. I want to have ah. her on. And so he said, what other abilities like that do you have? And I somehow get him to admit, because I'm like, you already have this ability. And then he told me that he can tell what people are really saying with his body. Oh, so he feels it in his body. He feels it in his body. Interesting. And I was like, see, it's not that woo, though. It's just an extra sensory perception. We all have it in some way, shape, or form. But that's really interesting to me that they use mediums. I don't mm -hmm. like to talk to dead people. I can talk to dead people. I have spoken to dead people reluctantly when there was someone connected to them that wanted, you know, I have the one story. That person wrote me a message and chewed me out for doing acid the other day. So I'm a little frustrated with that. But anyway, oh, okay. I, um, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like ghosts. I don't enjoy their company. And I 
sleep with my lights on or a kid in my bed so that I don't have to deal with their shit because I find them disruptive. They usually like, I'm like, get the fuck out and they get out. I'm not very nice to them. And then I did your podcast or I did an episode of Mormon and the Meth Head where I was like, everyone, don't be dumb. Ghosts can't do anything. They Nobody outside of a body can fuck with you, which is true. But then I got an act like a real piece of shit ghost in Delaware at Christmas time that was doing this running up into my face while I was laying in bed. And so I would open my eyes and it would be in my face. And I told it to get the fuck out and then it would be across the room and I would start to go back to sleep again. And then I would feel it come up against uh-huh. my body and I open my eyes and it's in my face. And I don't like being startled. I have PTSD from childhood <laughs> trauma. I only recently found out I had PTSD. I don't enjoy being startled. I don't watch scary movies that have like that startle effect. I don't uh-huh. like that sensation at all. So it's like he can't do anything. You're not going to hurt me in any way, shape or form. You're not an actual threat. But I don't need this fucking shit right now. Right. I have always said I, I love Liam Neeson and I'd love to see Liam Neeson, but most ghosts show up at the bottom of your bed. They show up at night when you're right in that transition. And I always say, if I'm not ready to see Liam Neeson at the bottom of my bed, I'm not happy to see Liam Neeson. So I don't (laughs) want to see a ghost. You know, because that's when they show up when you're sort of in that twilight. Um, Well, you know, the thing, the kind of rule of thumb about ghosts, and this is how you kind of know the difference of what you have if you have something in your apartment, you know, ghosts can move probably up to a pound something that's a pound. That's why a ghost can move a coin or a ring or something like that. Once you get over that weight, there's something different going on. Interesting. Um, But you know what, too, you could try, which would keep the lights down if you wanted it darker, is a salt lamp. Salt lamp. So, yeah, I've always had a salt lamp or some type of something. I don't have one right now. I think we lost it in the move. And that's a great point. And I forgot about that. So I usually just have a six-year-old that refuses to sleep in her own bed anyway. (laughs) And just a tidbit for people when it gets really off the chart, like kind of demonic and stuff, black light. They do not like the vibration of a really good black light. Oh, because I love the vibration of a really good black light. I my theory, which has no uh, backing or basis, is that they that feels like the vibration of God to them. It feels like it to me. It feels like the blue ball of light. So anything that's like blue lighting, um, black light, I really resonate with. The, you know, I got the kids. Even like by I got the kids. I mean, I bought for myself a blue flashing light for while on ecstasy (laughs) and then pretended like it was a gift for my children afterwards. Fluorescent lighting is awful. No, and it's loud. Like it's, yeah, it's like, yes, it's loud on five different levels. I don't like the way it makes me feel. It feels like it's draining things out of my body. That has a lot to do with why I could never work in corporate America and feels kind of intentional to put that lighting in corporate. And you know, you're doing uh when with the ghost thing, um, you probably don't like them because since they're not supposed to be here, they're a lower vibration. So when you see the ghost shows and they start to talk about their stomach upset, the lower the you know, they're not supposed to be here, so it's that low vibration. So the kind of worse the entity, the more you get sick. The more it feels like, ugh, that's what's going on. That's upsetting my stomach. Yeah. So they're such a low vibration, they're probably bothering you. Who did I have somebody ask me? Because I talked about, somebody said, you know, you could be helping them move on. 
But here's my experience with ghosts, is if I talk about them, they show up. And then if I were to help them, I have helped them at some point. There was a point where it's a new power and it was cool. There's a never fucking ending Mm -hmm. assembly line. You will never get to the end of the ghosts. You will never get to the end of the people that choose to live out the rest of their karmic reality walking around disembodied. Right. And it's exhausting. And it doesn't feel rewarding. And... I have other beings also. I talk about, oh, I, have I ever talked to you about the guys I have to talk to in Russian? The aliens? No. And I have to tell you mediumship after thing, when you're done with that. Okay. <laughs> Are you loving this one, Brian? <laughs> Is it scaring you, Brian? <laughs> so something separate from ghosts, because ghosts have a very ghost vibe to me Mm -hmm. ghosts also are usually afraid of me and will get the fuck away from me that one that popped into my face three times was the first time that i'd ever had a ghost not leave when i told him to leave i ended up sleeping with the lights on and i he showed up because i talk shit about not being afraid of ghosts on the podcast before that this other thing is very strange separate from when i'm talking about the aliens there are two very tall aliens so like they would probably be like six foot two men. Same vibration as aliens, though, that show up in my car. I don't think I've ever there was a thing with them in my house where Phoenix could see them for a while. She called them her friends. But for the most part, they show up in my car right before they show up. The radio will do something really weird. So I stream music and it will always make either a very loud skipping or a, or a very scary that will will freak me out. And then immediately afterwards, they're in the backseat of my car. And I usually have some kind of SUV, so they're kind of far behind. And then in the rearview mirror, I fight with these guys in what sounds like Russian. <laughs> and wait, do these guys look a little bit like men in black? Are they in suits? No, they're blue aliens. They have very, like... If Aaron was an ether being, got it. But they broad shoulders, kind of almost squared off heads. Uh, maybe they look like uh, what was that was movie? That James Cameron um, spent so much money. Avatar, on. kind of, kind of. They're ether though, so they're like you know see through energy beings. I'm sure I've seen some woo woo ass. I never really even think about it. This this is how weird my life is. Is that this happens a few times a year, and I don't think anything of it. But the It's I argue with them. They feel like my bosses that show up and I'm fighting because I didn't get my work in on time or something. That's the vibe of the argument. In my head, I'm startled because of the sound that the radio has made and I'm telling them to get out of my car. But then the vibe of the argument as it goes, I usually start out kind of hostile. They talk for a minute. I couldn't tell you what the fuck it is that they're saying, but I'm quiet for a minute. And then I feel like I'm defending myself and I don't know what it is. And when you're defending yourself, you're saying what? I've been busy or you're saying... I'm speaking in ru- some kind of Russian. Oh, interesting. So I don't, if anybody's listening and knows what the fuck this encounter is. But then there are other times there have been things that have happened to me in the 3D that I have been like, I need to go. And I will go yell at the sky in that same language. And whatever it is in the 3 it doesn't. there aren't a ton of things in the 3D reality that fuck me up. They all feel like they are con- contractual things. Like I have a contract with someone, someone's um, like a soul contract with someone, someone is not 
um, I don't say obeying, but not sticking to what that They're contract is. Yeah, and then I will go and I will yell at the at the whatever in Russian, and it could just feel like yelling because it feels Russian, but it's a very strange thing. And then when reality transurfing came out and it's all this Russian stuff and uh. fucking the OA was all this Russian connection. I was like, I should find out, I should pull out Google and translate. Maybe I am speaking Russian. I know a little bit of Russian. I don't remember telling them yet or Dasidanya, but. Oh, here, you, you know, I'm Russian. Are you Russian? Yes, <laughs> I am. I'm going to call you next time I'm yelling at them. I don't speak Russian at all, but... That's interesting. That is weird. That's a bloodline of some... Uh, some weirdness. Some weirdness, yeah. So that is a strange thing. I'm affiliated with them, whatever they are. They are my bosses, I think, probably. Do you think... Um, and you know what? Have you ever... Uh, I think it's only like 100 bucks, but um, have you ever thought about doing a visit with a crystal skull? Do you know the crystal no. skulls? I have heard of the crystal skulls. I didn't know you could visit them. I know a lady that has one, and people go sit with it, and they get information, and they oh shit, they get stuff from it. Yeah, how many? I thought there was only five of them. I think there's it wasn't there eight or twelve, but I know a lady, and I'm trying to get her on my podcast. So she's very old, so she's very hard to. She has Max, Max the crystal skull. Oh shit! I know. Should we figure on making a trip to see yes. her? Yes. All right. Yeah. Where's that? I at? don't know if she's in L.A., but she's close enough. Um, but I have her on my. Uh, I have a Dude, ongoing what a great, conversation with her. Yeah. What a great Instagram story that'll be us I traveling know. to visit Max <laughs> the Crystal Skull. Um, yes. And but do you think that everybody kind of has these, but you see them and you are um, you're because you're really a different vibration than the rest of us, which is a combination of who you are and your near death. I this is what I think. So you're sort of swimming in a different pool, like we're here and you're here. So you're seeing and hearing all of it. I have not before you. I was really not that interested in the alien stuff. And in the paranormal, it's all um, made out to be very negative and very scary. There's no positive in it. In the alien stuff. In the alien stuff. And uh, I said to, you know, my friend, the animal communicator, which is always talking to my dog. My dog was the one that found out when I had a negative attachment. Like, he was like, he, my little dog, Courage, contacts the animal communicator and has her call me to say, there's something on your back and you got to get it off. Holy shit. And it was, and he was right. It's a whole long, it's actually a funny story. I'm working out on stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, ask him if the aliens are ever here. And his, he said constantly. Yeah. I don't, you know what's strange? This is the, there's nothing bad or for, from everything that I know, nothing, nothing has dominion over us. So something in the, the pattern, I keep telling everyone to download the pattern. Two things about the pattern. Number one, the pattern, the pattern is this insane astrology app mm -hmm. that gives you like this crazy details. I, people ask to be my friend on it. I won't let them be my friend on it because yeah. it has a lot of intimate details. But one thing it talks about constantly is that I have a sacred calling. Not to sound like a fucking sacred calling. <laughs> but it's like wow. your ideal relationship. Your ideal relationship will not take precedence over your sacred calling. Your ideal partner will be someone who will support you in your sacred calling. Your destiny is a sacred calling. So I guess I'm just a fucking That's a shill. That's so fascinating. <laughs> I have to show you my pattern so you can show me where you're finding that stuff because I just skimmed it. But you know what's funny? Do you know what I think my part in this is? Because I don't have a sacred or anything like that. I think I'm the connector. 
and I'm not really, I'm just sort of the middle, I'm just the meeting ground. And I go, you got to meet so-and-so and this and that. And it, people get connected that way. You're also a huge Morpheus because that was a, that was a massive Morpheus. No, I'm not saying I'm Neo, fuck, I'm Morpheus. But <laughs> like this, the night, the night that you called me was the night I was having this, I was with Brian. It was... It was the three of us. You don't know that. I was at your house. Remember, I went outside and took a phone call. I came to Brian's house and I was like, I'm going to sell cars. For and, like an hour? Yeah. And then I went and took a phone call with you and I came back in. I was like, I'm going to be a professional tarot reader. <laughs> and Tom, Brian's uh, roommate, was like, what? And then Brian was like, this is Jessa. <laughs> But that's how it goes. And you know what? I think the lesson in that is something everybody can learn is just fucking do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just pick it up and do it. Yeah. This is a weird, this is my weird mind over matter story is um, this is like, you know, they talk about people that get banged on the head and all of a sudden they can play the piano. Like we have all the information. So when I was a little kid, I played basketball and uh, I just started, I had played like once I was in sixth grade and I won a foul shooting contest and my father takes me to this, these five, I'm in like Western master state foul. I don't even know how to play the game. There's a, a whole bunch of us in chairs. I pulled number one. I got to shoot first. You get a total of 30 shots. You do 10 at a time. You do your 10, sit at the end of the line. The line goes, I get up. I make nine out of 10 Holy shots. Shit. Go sit down, come back second time, get eight out of 10. Okay, third time come around, eight out of 10 again. Dear God. Uh, So after this all ends, my father comes over to me and he's so excited. And I think he's going to yell at me because I missed like five shots. Oh, wow. And he and he's so excited. And he's like, yeah. And literally in my little kid head, I was thinking, well, you told me to put the ball in the basket. So I put the ball in the basket. Not knowing that this was difficult. Not knowing that it was difficult. Soon as I found out, never happened again. Wow. Like that's how much, that's sort of the mind over matter stuff that they were talking about. It's like, just didn't know better. This is the manifestation stuff. And this is why it's so important that we get this programming out of our head. I've done several readings because a big 5D thing is getting paid so long as capitalism exists and while we're in the 5D, which I don't think that overlap is going to be forever, but getting paid to do what you're passionate about. And so there is just kind of this boiling point coming up for so many people that I'm doing readings for where it's like I they're getting to a point where they're higher self is pushing them to do something that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. But they think it has to be one or the other. If I go after what I'm passionate about, I have to be broke. And I'm like, no, you don't have to be broke. You can literally do both. And they can't get past that because this programming told them. And it's religious programming is a big part of it. Poor parents or parents that implanted a bunch of financial insecurity in them. And it's, it's it's like a block. Yeah. So when I'm like, no, no, no. You don't have it because you haven't asked for it. And this is what the alien said in February. Put your hand out and have it. Just write a story about where your money comes from and have it. That's it. It's not, there is no, oh, that just works for certain people. There was someone I was talking to today who has like a charitable thing that they're passionate about. And I'm like, you can get paid to do that. 
you're not getting paid to do that because you have some idea in your mind, either that it's not spiritual or kind or whatever to get paid for what you do. Or you're not good enough at it. Right. There is some limited belief that is stopping you from seeing, oh, there's money available right there for me. That's it. That's all it is. It's just a, it's a it's a lack of asking for most people. They're like, I like this. So there's no way I could get paid to do it. You know, that's funny because I did a meditation once asking about money. And what I heard was uh, it's like candy. We don't care up here. We don't. Do you want more candy? Yes. You can have more candy. You don't have to have candy, but you can have more candy if you want more candy. We don't care. It's not the surmountable thing that we make it down here. A weird thing that I had, uh, somebody paid me in a $50 bill. And I remember thinking, oh, I got to hang on to this. I love a $50 bill. And then my brain went, no, no, get rid of it so we can give you another. And I got rid of it. Literally the next day, got paid with another $50 bill. Went out, spent it right away. Next day, got paid with a $100 bill. Excellent. And then I did a gig where the guy paid me $900 bills. And it just kept going. And I don't remember where it broke, but I I got a $100 bill the other day. And I was like, going to spend that right away. Right away. That is exactly how to get flow going in your life. I should do an episode on how to break poverty mentality because it was an excruciating process because I was raised poor. I was raised with tons and tons of we can't afford that, experiencing getting made fun of at school because I had poor people shit. I had in my dad's house, they had they were fine. Their needs were met, but they still did poor people shit. We're eating out of fucking margarine bowls, mixed match dishes. This is like, it's fine, but it is a poor, when you can't let go of anything, when you're holding on to shit, when you can't let a margarine, it's one thing if you're doing it to save the planet, but it's not coming from that. It's coming from this lack Right, it's coming from this fear this, of we letting don't anything deserve go. Real dishes, H- holding on to things, and there's shit everywhere, and it it stops the flow. And like they were fine financially, but it's it planted all these seeds. And then my mom was very poor, very poverty mentality. Can't have this, can't have this limited stuff. She's much better now, but I remember my mom at one point telling me, I like these chips, but these chips are 60 cents. She's constantly doing poor people math. These chips are 60 cents cheaper, which is like fine when it's one bag, but I'm buying like five bags a month. So it's like $5 more a month. It's poor people math, right? And so that you're telling the universe, you're telling the part of you that's creating your reality that I don't live in an abundant universe. Things are so scarce that I'm going to eat chips that aren't the fucking chips (laughs) I I like because I don't deserve it. And it just stops the flow. And people ask me, like, how do I get out of poverty? Like, how do I live in abundance? Spend your fucking money. I'm not saying go out and buy a giant TV because that's kind of poor people shit. Go to the store and if you want something and it makes your heart sing and it's $50 and there's a $20 version of it, don't buy the $20 and that doesn't make your heart sing, don't buy the $20 version of it. Ask yourself, what would make you want to buy the $20 version? Is it guilt? Is it feeling like you're not worthy? Is it feeling like you're asking too much? It's irresponsible? These are all limited beliefs. When I asked the aliens about money in February, which was strange because I have long since moved on past this, but I knew through intuitive stuff, astrology, and a reading with you that my money was about to change, that the way I was getting money was about to change. So I just asked in the middle of this reading and the aliens, it was the one thing of all the things I asked. They were like, this was kind of like, (laughs) well, uh, you are a 
freshman in high school, and we taught you this in kindergarten, but um, money doesn't exist anywhere. Like, there's not a timeline where it's real. It's not, it doesn't exist in the higher realms. It doesn't exist in any, like, it's fake as fuck. Y'all made it up. Y'all made it up. It's a part of your dumbass game. Nobody gives a shit. Put your hand out, have it. Write a story about where it comes from and let it come. This is, like they just like couldn't give a fuck. And it was a great it's a great reminder. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I start to panic, and this is like I was about to get I'm gonna say I'm about to get evicted, but I paid my rent with a credit card the day that we had the com- conversation. <laughs> yeah. And Everything turned right around and it turned right around and I get to do something that I'm passionate about and with something no boss with no boss. It has it checks every single box of what I want. It's using a gift because like doing comedy is using a gift that I have, but it's not a gift I like. I don't enjoy comedy. It doesn't make my heart sing. Stresses me the motherfuck out. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's very, Dr. Drew was like asking me about comedy and I was like, I don't like it. Wow. I believe that I comedy comes and gets me. And I really think comedy came and got me so that I would do meth piece, so that I would get to a place where I could be on Dr. Drew and so that, you know, I could. Right. It put everything in place. Blab about aliens on a podcast. Which is weird because, you know, I'm out of, going out of a nine into a one. Oh, that's the other thing I want you to talk about. Is this, is oh, and numerology. I got to tell you a medium thing because this may help you with ghosts. Okay. Okay. So there's two kinds of mediums. There are mediums that are really having the conversation, and then there are meetings that work mediums that work off the psychic energy of the person they're talking to. So you are getting when you it's a totally different vibration when you're really having that conversation with the person, which is what you're feeling. I get a lot of psychic sort of like I could I would start to tell you about so and so that passed and did he look like this and da 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 and I'm literally getting that information psychically off you so that might be a better if that is a better way to go about it uh you can still kind of get to the same place so this is kind of like when doing readings and the person is asking me about someone else I'm usually just reading the other person through them uh, you can be. I'm not sure which you're doing, but you said about the one experience or something where it was a conversation. Yes. And it would be a different energy. And sometimes psychic energy is sort of through the crown. Yeah. Like, so that's why sometimes my head is down and it's going this way. And medium energy is kind of this way. I, so I, the yeah. kid that was talking to me. Yeah. Because the kid was directly talking to me. Yes. And I was like, nah. And then and then I would go and when I finally was like, fine, I would go and tell her I don't like to talk to dead people. I don't like it. I don't like the um, any of it. It's just not a it's something that freaks me out. I think because I am very. Uh, I don't want to be like I am very higher dimensional, but like I am like focused they on the higher dimensional vibration. Yeah, I don't like, and I think that's also why I don't experience the fear-based stuff of the 3D. Oh, so when the pattern app came out, I don't know how I was like, and the pattern apps and I had a sacred <laughs> calling. I just thought that was something very interesting about it because I was like, no, I want to know who's gonna love me. <laughs> um, sacred, I. But I posted something about it, and then apparently there was someone talking about people being able to get your soul. 
I don't want to fuck this up, but it was it, it was something that Netflix movie had come out or something about data mining. And data mining is a thing. And 5G, I don't know much about it, but it is a thing. There are all these things that the parasites are trying to do to get a hold. Yes. If you are in 5D, they cannot do it. You have already risen above. If you have downloaded this thing, you have already risen above the point of their ability. But 99.9% of their ability is contingent upon them you believing in their ability so if there are new age teachers out there and i would love them to come challenge me on this because i don't i don't know there to be an exception to this if there are new age teachers out there telling you that with five dimensional consciousness you are susceptible to a threat from a 3D lower vibration, because this stuff ceases to exist. 5G, we're merging back into one consciousness. There is no enemy. There is no light and dark. There is no, it's just us. It's just one. And the way that the bad guys in 3D had power was convincing you that they had power. That's it. The second you realize they don't have power, that's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's fake. So same thing with like, beings out of their bodies soul attachments are a little bit different demons my understanding of them is that they are like negative thought energies and that they would manifest a lot as trauma stuff and and yeah that's how you would draw them to you yeah Yeah, but it's like that's all very 3d there's Mm -hmm. none of this in 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 5d not to say that we don't still have shit to work through but you are like so powerful at this point so it's very now it's like, oh, no, no, we we can steal your data and hack into your soul. And it's like, the fuck you can. Oh, that I don't believe at all. I And it's interesting because the whole parapsychology thing is what is consciousness? And does it go on out of the body? That's the whole, when they talk about ghosts, that's the whole trip. What is my consciousness? You know, uh, people talk about uh, it's in the brain. They found people that were, it's like people that have Alzheimer's right before they pass on, they become completely lucid. They are, oh, shit. they're completely uh, having a conversation. I'm back. They have found people that had disease that were in talking like you and I are. They find the part of their brain that should be communication, Katie, has liquidated, is not in a form that oh, a brain God. would work. So what is consciousness? Right. And that's really what they, when from the parapsychology course, what you're looking at. But, you know, it's very interesting, too. I don't think anything can take your soul unless you let it. Like, curses don't work unless you buy into the curse. Right. And I find it an almost an interesting, weird way. Like, I have the theory that we're all going to end up naked on the Internet. And when that happens, who cares? Yeah. So if you rise above it and you don't have shame and you're like, yeah, that's that's me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's, I don't know if that's a three dimensional thinking, but it's kind of like I, I'm with you. I don't think they they certainly can't tap into our soul. So I used to curse the fuck out of people like when I that was another when every superpower when I got it, I flexed at, and it was easy because I was a tweaker and the tweakers, a lot of them deserve to be cursed. But in order to curse somebody, I would get the permission of their higher self. Mm. So it's basically like, I'm going to fuck with your 3D self, but you're not awake, so you don't know that I can just make this arrangement with your higher self. So I will tell you this horrible thing's going to happen to you, and your higher self allows it to happen. We probably have some, car- now I know, we probably had some karmic debt where that got to happen. But it's it, but now I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that in 2019 because they're 
for the most part, so many people, I wouldn't, I stopped cursing people a long time ago, but. And there's, there's also something intuitively going on there that if their higher self is saying it's okay, it's a lesson that person needs to learn. Exactly. So it's a karmic, it's a karmic thing. I wouldn't just, you would have had to have crossed me. Um, All right. I want to talk about numerology because this is a weird thing. There's just certain things my brain won't remember. Okay. And, and my just certain vibes that do and don't work with me. Weirdly enough, fire energy and I have been bonding a little bit lately because I told you like wands were really hard for me to connect mm-hmm. with. Fire sign astrology stuff is really hard for me to connect with. But then numbers, I feel like there was a point where I was really into numbers. But I did a reading for someone who's a nine the other day. And because we talked about your nine, I knew Her exactly. Personal, or that person's personal year yeah. was a nine? Yes. Yeah, like she knew that. But uh, can you give a quick uh, how, the, sure. how the numbers work for the year? So what you want to do to uh, add your numbers is just take uh, re- uh, 20. You want to do the birthday of the last your last birthday, what year it was. So right now, my birthday is August 17th. So I'm right now in a year that is August 17th, 2018, because today we're not there yet. I don't know okay. when this comes out. I see what you're saying. OK, so I know off the top of my head that 2018 is a two. Okay, so it's two plus one is three, plus eight is 11. Add that across, it's two. So anybody's birthday that was in 2018, I'm going to add two to it. Okay? Your year changes next month, not right. in January. Right. So all these times you've been like, when my year flips over, I'm like, well, you don't, you're going to wait six months? Oh, shit. They do bleed over. And my friend that does numerology, too, he kind of goes by January and he talks about the powers bleeding over. But what I was always taught, birthday to birthday. So if you take 817, uh, 8 and 1 is 9 and 7 is 16, add that across that 7, 8, 9. You add 2018, 8, 9. Did that make sense? Yes. Okay, so I'm in a nine, which I call the big flush. Nine is everything that does not serve you leaves you. I'm in like the last reach. It's less than a month to my nine. I've already have two friends where I'm like, I am done with that. I am throwing crap away left and right. My stand-up feels like it's not ending, but it's closing and getting ready to move into the next. In fact, one September, exactly nine years ago, which would put me in a one, I got Letterman, which started the nine years of the best nine years of stand-up I've had. Oh, shit. So it's closing up, and something new is coming. I don't know what it is. I mean, I won't totally be out of stand-up, but whatever that is, it's starting to open up again, and I'm kind of waiting. In fact, it's very odd because I keep getting emails about ghost shows, which I'm not sure where I stand on that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, five years ago, I would have killed somebody for one. And now I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. Is it going to be funny? Can I do it? How can I do it? That kind of thing. But uh, so now I'm going into the one and it's just I'm just waiting, settling in to see what this new thing is. So one is the beginning of your nine year cycle. OK. OK. So when you're at one, you're at the starting gate. Everything is new. It's a very independent year. I'm doing it myself. I'm going forward. I'm the leader. I'm going to take a look at all of this. I always find ones very important. Powering. They're aces in the deck. Okay. okay. So which aces are God handing you the potential. You can do it. If you here it is, if you want it, do it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Twos are about a couple of things. Twos are about interpersonal relationships. Me and you, you and him. They're not there's not a lot going on with groups. One on one. I'm gonna work out this, I'm gonna work out this. Also, when you look at tarot, twos are about uh anything that's got buy on it. 
okay? Okay. Two, by budgeting, that kind of thing. Anything that's uh, juggling two. When you get into your year three, threes are a little bit magical. I like threes. They're the most creative year. They are um, all about groups. You will find your tribe in a three. If you have a creative idea, you're going to bring other people in in a three. Like if you're pitching a TV show, threes are the best for that. Do these go in order? Do we end up just one, two, three, four, five, six, yes. seven, eight, nine? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, uh, threes, think of things like punchline, tag, tag, punch. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, like think of things that roll in threes. Bad things happen in threes. Good things happen in threes. Uh, Fours are usually pretty quiet. Fours are about getting all four legs of the table, balancing out your life, getting everything in order. Okay? Okay. So they're a little bit of everything. Fives, I hate. Fives are chaos. They're change. They're surprises. They're, uh, sometimes you get a good five of all good surprises, but fives, I always say, just throw your arms up, whatever. It's like pivot and change, right? Pivot I think and I'm in a five. Uh, you're 218-1977. Or okay. no, no, 218-2019. Okay, so 218, so we're going to add three from 2019, and two and 18, that's three. Oh, that's interesting, same numbers. Okay, three and eight is 11 which is a two and three, you are in a five. Okay. So and feels very five. Yes. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, six, love, home. Fuck yes. <laughs> I already got a home. It's going to happen. I told you it was happening in February. I can feel it. Yes. Sevens, very internal. Where's my place on the planet? What am I doing? Am I in the right place? Uh, they can be heavy, but they don't have to be heavy. Okay. Eights. Money, business, equilibrium, kind of getting it together, everything. I always say people's careers will straighten out in an eight or you'll get out of whatever you're doing if it's wrong. Same thing with a six. If you're with the wrong person, you'll leave them. If you're with the right person, it'll happen. Uh, So eights, kind of money, career, business. Nines, back, the big flush. Now, elevens are actually magical twos. So if you got eleven, it's kind of a really good two. Okay. And 22, also a really good four. 11 and 22 are master numbers, but they're kind of hard to calculate in. If I end up at 11, I just say, oh, you're going to have a really good two. Okay. Interesting. So it goes, I'm curious how it ends up being, like, so when 2019 turns into 2020, though. That's a four. That's going to be four. So you're going to add four to whatever. So you're always going to be a two, your February, what is it? February 18th. February 18th. So you're two, three. So that's 11. So you're always going to add two to whatever the year is. So 2020 will be a four. So you I go into a six. Okay. Interesting. And there's ways if people really want to look into numerology, there's ways to figure out which chakra is of that day and what color you should be wearing and all kinds of stuff. You can really get into it. So much wiring under the board to play with. It is. And nines are always a very, nine is a weird number that's always used in coding because nine, every time like nine and nine is 18, one and eight is nine. Nine times nine is 81. Eight and one is nine. Like nine times five is what? 54? Mm-hmm. Four and five is nine. Okay. So they use that in coding and decoding because it's kind of magical like yeah. that. Yeah. It's always a derivative of nine. So I want to think for a second. So this year I'm a five. Last year I was a four in 2018. 2017 was so weird. Everything got thrown upside down in 2017, which would have been a three. 
that I wa- I literally said every single day I'm having a weird year. Like that was my catchphrase because everything, this is the marriage fell apart suddenly. This is not happening. I got ready to move to, oh yeah, that was the year that I did move to LA. Like everything was complete upheaval. 2017 to 2020. No, I'm sorry. It was 2016 to 2020. Very different. But in that three, um, I'd have to think on that a minute to interpret. Yeah. I mean, part of it was the 5D coming on. So I like, it, got brought it, back onto staff, you know, because it was we're, we're pretty much not doing much since 2013. And also, uh, if I always think of it then, if I get stumped, I think of it as the tarot cards, which would be the three of swords. Gotcha. Which is the heart, the source. And if that doesn't check. (laughs) (laughs) But it is also interesting to me that it was kind of everything, not one particular thing. And it also sounds like you dumped all your people. Yes. So you got rid of that tribe. It was a complete cast of characters change. Yeah. What should I do? So there was your tribe. Yeah. So I need to go back and look at all the times. We'll see. I'm a two. When's the last time I did it? 2005, but I was still in a 2004. Okay. Well, my birthday's right next to January. So I got clean and changed everything. Let's say that was 2005. So a seven, eight, nine. So you I, was nine. Nine. You know what's interesting? I have to tell you this weird thing. Uh, everyone I know that was born on Valentine's Day cannot be monogamous. Monogamous. Really? <gasps> Always. Always. Male and female. Always cheat. Interesting. My my sister's husband is Valentine's Day. Ah, does he cheat? I I don't think so. Hard to say. That's interesting. I've never met one that didn't cheat. Wow. I know. I wonder what that means. I wonder if that's the pressure. Like it's almost why they picked Valentine's Day for that day. Yeah. It's a weird. Well, you know, Aquariuses are the the group. They trying to fuck the group. Oh. I don't know. I'm like anti-monogamy, but like I'm monogamous, but I think I just don't like to have sex with, you know, it's traumatic. But also uh, to me, uh, cheating means there's a lie. If you're in an open relationship, that's totally different. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. What else did I want to talk about? Did we lose Brian? Uh, he has to he has to take a break oh. every once in a while from all this shit. <laughs> You know what, uh, while you're doing that, something interesting about uh, the people, the data mining and all that? Yeah. I took Twitter and Facebook out of my phone. And Game it was, changer. Uh, uh, yeah, but not like, oh, I'm going to go back and look for it, and it's not there. Like, it was immediately done. Like, I didn't... I took it off my phone because I was, like, obsessively, you know, looping. Well, you had different reasons. But it had the same effect. To where now occasionally, because I'll go, I'm still trying to stay active enough to maintain a fan base, but I don't, I could not care less. I could not be less interested in it. It doesn't suck me in. It doesn't pull me in. I think it really served its purpose, which was to connect us and get us used to communicating with each other in a nonverbal way, because we're really kind of moving into that telepathic. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. And then we'll close on this. Last week, I tried to articulate how to hear your guides. And so I wanted to ask you as someone who talks, communicates with her guides, uh, if you have any pointers or any tricks for knowing which voice in your head is your guides, do you ever hear them audibly? Have you ever seen them? 
Uh, I see very, I see different things. Okay. Okay. And I have a very visual and uh, stuff, anyways. Um, so you see pictures? Uh, yes, but I see, uh, I see very. I'll. Was very hard to interpret this once, but once I saw what looked like would have been on a Christmas tree. Okay, and it was an angel, and it was coming up behind me, and I couldn't tell anything about it, but it was like that stiff, and it kept coming in and moving out. And then as I kind of talked to, um, I have a couple of friends that I really trust that really are on this. And one of the things, and this makes sense, because another um, thing why you don't like ghosts, but you probably would be okay with spirit, is when those things are trying to come to this dimension— this dimension slows them down. They're way higher than us. So they have trouble. They're like walking through mud here trying to talk. Oh, so they look funny. So I kind of look like a robot trying to, I'm here behind you. When I started doing Reiki, I would close my eyes and clear as day, there was a, an American Indian standing there telling me what to do. And that was my Reiki guide. No sense of humor. <laughs> like, no, there was no, it was like, we do it like this and it goes like this. And it, that was a very, I've had some very exper- interesting uh, Reiki experiences with that kind of stuff. Um, I sort of uh, do it through automatic writing. Okay. I don't hear it as an audible voice, but I start to write and I just feel like the information comes out and I do it every morning or it is like an instantaneous thought, like I'm going to hang on to this hundred bill, hundred dollar bill. And it's almost like they said it. I didn't hear them, but I know it. Yeah. Oh, don't spend it. Who said that? Spend it. They have a kind of a different tone and authoritarian. I love what you just said. And I can totally picture this angel that's from the top of the Christmas tree. So the aliens I communicated with all the time in my dreams, right? And they, fuck, I never thought of this before until you said this. Is They, I think, have feet in my dreams. I don't know. I never looked down at them, but they move completely different. They move like people in my dreams, and they're kind of like homies. Like, my guys are way chill. A lot of people talk to... Arcturians and fucking uh, these really weird galactic shit and I read some of those channelings sometimes they come across and I'm like thank god I didn't get any of these fucking dorks and if you read (laughs) no offense have you ever looked this stuff up on the internet but there is some real it gets real wild a lot I would want to tell Aaron because the 5D stuff you used to only be able to find because I would get this stuff and then I used to be insecure about it and so I would go look and see if there's anything else on the internet or I'm just getting crazy nonsense and I would look it up and the only people will be the people who are channeling these deep crazy galactic right the galactic federation of whatever and it's like yeah and and the guy in the beard and shit and it's but now it's everywhere and there's a lot of like more chill channelers but um minor just like cool dudes that happen to be aliens, but they're small in stature, but they move normal. But the day that they were like, it's time for you to perceive us with your eyes. It was four o'clock in the morning. I was at some tweaker's house who went, it's a good friend of mine now, but she went nuts. She took everyone out of the house. Like she, like everyone got real spooked and left. And then they were like, I was left alone in this house. I don't know why we decided to leave me here. They thought like somebody shady was coming or something. Uh, I don't know. Do you think she felt your vibe? Your I think the vibe, the vibe coming? was very strange. And their memory of that night is that I told them to leave, but I don't remember it that way. 
But anyway, there was a strange vibe. There was a lot. This was like 2000. There was a lot of light activation trying to happen. 9-11 made it all fucking weird. But um, they leave. And then I'm just in this house. And I can tell I'm not alone in this house. And then the aliens are like, go outside. It's time for you to perceive us. So it's four o'clock in the morning, and this is just tweaker shit that if somebody would have looked out their window, I'm sitting cross-legged at the at the end of the walkway. So I'm on the sidewalk at the end of the walkway. I've left the front door open, and there's a mirror where the front door is in a hallway. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm scared. I'm terrified. This is like, yeah, I don't want to see beings in the physical reality. This is pretty early into my awakening. It's only like six months or something. They've been giving me messages and stuff, but I hadn't physically seen them anywhere but my dreams. And then in the mirror, I can see them come by. That's why I know there's four. And they they come by, but they're gliding, which is not what they do in my dreams. And you just blew my mind with this thing about it's because they're trying to be in the dense reality Ah. that they have to move like that. Because that was the thing that struck me is they would glide past the mirror so I could see them in the mirror. And then they were gliding down the stairs. And then they came... They came down the grass and they didn't have feet. Their legs tapered off. And like I could see it coming through the grass. And then they just, the four of them were like around me and my my heart's racing and I'm freaked out. I know I'm safe. I know these guys. But like having to see them in the 3D reality was its own freaky thing. Once you've done that, that Pandora's box been open. Now I see this shit everywhere, right? Because I now I know what it looks like. So now I can't unsee it. I see these kind of beings all over the place. But it was a strange initiation that they were like, tonight, it's time. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And so I just sat there like completely freaked out. But I remember just being like, why don't you guys have feet? And now I'm like, God, do they have feet in the ether? Well, another thing. Or in the uh, dream place? A lot of, um, I only have one alien and I see it from the waist up. But when I see it in my mind, it's like a black background and she's just talking to me. Um, And I have a whole bunch of men in my apartment, it's a weird thing. Okay, yeah. So, um, in in paranormal investigation, sometimes you'll get a photo or something, and the thing will be on the ground but knees up. There's no lower feet, or they'll be above the ground, feet up. And then you, if you actually look in, you will find out the floor was actually two feet lower. So that spirit is still two feet lower because it's walking in the dimension of how the house was before. Oh shit! So they might be. Uh, there could be a couple of things going on there or they're literally hovering this much or their feet are underneath so you kind of can't see them because they taper off. So I think when you get out of three dimension into the next, there's a lot of, they might not even see the same things you see. Right. So it is also another thing that you can't, this is what I think a lot of, I find myself reaching out for my water bottle or my phone and expecting it to come to my hand. So I think we're getting uh, close to that because I keep doing it and being like, we're, we can't do that yet. I the seriously... Sense, I keep snapping my finger for my phone to do something different. And so I think we're getting close to that. Like I'm getting close... Like I feel like right now I should be able to make my phone come to my hand right now. And it's it's showing up as a sense. So I think we're getting close to that. But a point to that connected to the... Uh, besides the fact that I'm actually trying to do it right now... <laughs> I think that we're getting to the dimensions where they're 
stuff makes more sense and their existence makes more sense. And maybe we don't need feet. Maybe our feet fall off. That might be tight. That could be. You know, too, there's a weird, uh, not to keep going, there's a, it's kind of why the spoon bending thing kind of fascinates me. Um, because, That's what it was. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Because there's a, I actually know people that did it and freaked out because it happened. Yeah. And they weren't expecting it to happen. And there's a, um, uh, the way that when we were looking at it in parapsychology, they were saying how when it happens, the person seems to experience time differently just for a second. Yep. And it's not about trying to bend the spoon. Yes. It's about um, seeing it already bent. Yes. That was the thing. I, I forgot what we were talking about Which for a second. Which is a timeline jump, I think. It is... All of these powers go away if you try to do it by force. So it's the opposite of how you make things happen in 3D. So if you want to grab something and make it come to you, it is passive. You can't do it directly. You can't look straight at it. You can't look. So if you try to look at the aliens, they disappear. You have to experience them. You have to learn how to look at these things. So like... If I see a ghost or I see a something in the room and I try to focus on a part of it, it'll start to just disappear. Right. Right. Because I'm trying to use the wrong kind of sense. It's like seeing an aura. Don't look right at it. Exactly. So I almost like move, move my eyes to the side of the thing that I'm trying to look at. But if you try to focus on it hard, and so it's kind of the same thing with the aliens. It's like, I don't really know what was happening with your feet. I just know you were gliding. And it feels like they tapered off. And if I tried to look too hard, it would go away. And that's also whatever the thing is with bending spoons and moving things is you're, you're, you can't directly do it. That's not a by force. It's a casual thing, which I think was in the movie Ghost where he had to move that penny. Right. They may have told him the opposite of what Ghost I would say to do. had some of the best information. Yes. In Isn't that crazy? It is. And I love that movie. I love that movie and What Dreams May Come, which tells you a lot about my relationships, because in both movies, all the men are dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me at KarenRontowski.com or Paranormal Karen on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And, uh, uh, and there's a leggy picture of me. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's where you can find me. All right, guys. As always, if you want a reading, you can find me on JessaReed.com. If you want to follow me on social media, it's Jessa Reed Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is Soberish Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that doesn't mean I post anything. And don't forget to listen to my other podcast, Mormon and the Meth Head. Start at the beginning. It's a beautiful journey. And we'll see you guys next week. Wait, what, Brian? No, guys, we do have a Facebook as well. We do have a Facebook as well. And Sober if you're podcast. Post, it's got to be long. <laughs> this is not going to waste your time with these one sentence posts. Oh, and can I throw it's my Instagram up there? Yes, everything. Also, if you want a reading from Karen, hit Karen up. She does readings also. Yeah, KarenRontowski.com. And also at Rontowski on Instagram. And, uh, and I have a tarot card of the day. If you go to KarenRontowski.com, it's all there. You can follow my tarot card of the day on Facebook, too. That's a free group that I explain a card and give a mantra each day. Hell yeah. See you guys next week.